0: We're glad you're listening to Rama for today.
1: But I was a Southern Baptist pastor and preaching the gospel in the year of 1936. Now, I was not baptized in the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues until 1937. But I was preaching Sunday night in my Baptist church, really as a community church, on the Sunday, What is Your Lives? Eating vapor and appear for a little time and then vanishing away. The and right in the middle of my sermon while I was preaching, I saw that same glory that I saw. When I left my body and went up to heaven, I saw it come rolling in like a cloud. You notice that expression all through here, cloud, smoke, looked like smoke sometimes. It was the glory of the Lord, it said. It come rolling in from the back and just engulfed that whole crowd. I couldn't see a person out there. I was engulfed in that cloud. I, I, I heard myself preach, but I you know, heard the sound of my voice. Didn't distinguish the word. Don't know one word it said in the last half of my sermon.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching, The Glory of God. You
1: see, lately the Lord instructed me to do something. Well, I say instructed me just like He does everybody else by an inward intuition, inward witness, that's the leading of the Spirit, to look into this. Things happen to us and sometimes we don't know what it is, but... Now, my first experience along this line of seeing the glory of God was the uh, 16th day of August of 1934 in the north bedroom of 405 North College Street in the city of McKinney, Texas. I'd been sick and afflicted all my life, but I'd become bedfast in the month of April of 1933. I said 34, 1933, I'd become bedfast. And I'd been on that bed the rest of April, May, and June, July, and now over until the, about the 16th day of August. And I didn't have the light that I have now about prayer and faith and healing. I learned that on the bed of affliction eventually. But I, I knew all that day that I was dying. It was 100, the temperature had got to be 106 degrees that day in August of 1933. We didn't have air conditioning in those days. You remember, all folks had was a little fan to blow a little air around. We didn't even have a fan. But it's so hot; it's 106 degrees was the official temperature for that day, and yet I was so cold. That they took hot water bottles, heated bricks and wrapped them in blankets to put around my body to try to warm me up. And I was covered up with blankets and, 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 and covered up at 160 degrees to try to keep my body warm because I was cold all over. Just as cold as ice. And a cold, damp dew of sweat upon my brow. And I used to wouldn't tell these things, but the Lord in recent time, told me to tell it. And I'll tell you why he told me when I get to the end of it here. And so... At 1.30 in the afternoon, somebody was by my bedside because I was at the point of death. The doctor said somebody stay with him every every moment because he can die any second. And my youngest brother, nine years of age, was there, and and my heart stopped. And I said to him, Pat, go get Mama quick. I want to tell her goodbye. I'm dying. And he ran out of the room like a shot. And when he left that room, I died. I left my body. I went up. See, Stephen looked up, and I saw the glory of God. The glory of God filled that whole room. You say, what did it look like? I didn't know all these scriptures in the Bible. I didn't even know this in the Bible until yesterday. There, all the time to substantiate my experience. That whole room lit up. brighter than the sun shining, dazzling on snow. Fill that room. And I saw the glory, that's the glory of God. That's how we're all going into that when we die. If you don't see it in this life, which I'm of the opinion you're going to see it, you may see it tonight. But you'll see it then. If you don't see it now, you'll see it then. If you're a Christian, you'll see it. Because over there in that city, bless God, it's the glory of God that lightens it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory, hallelujah, Amen are you listening well you see god back there and the, at the time of israel let that that, that that glory come down here where they could see it there in the tabernacle it's like a cloud or it's a light it's a brightness that whole room was lit up now then in teaching on the radio about the inward man the inward man departing at death to be with the lord if you're a christian And and what it means to believe with the heart, which is the spirit of man. This inward man is the spirit. I recited on the Dallas radio station that we are on. uh, Just like uh, the same messages you've heard here. And my mother, who was yet alive, she went home to be with the Lord two years ago. It will be this fall at 80 years of age. And so she said to me, she heard me on the radio. And then when I was visiting her, she said to me, son. Because I'd never told that part of it. It was too sacred for me to talk about for years, you see, because that happened 41 years or 42 years ago almost. And so she said, son, there's a part to that that you'd be interested in that you don't know about. See, I just told what I saw, that I went up into that glory and saw it and got a peek over into the glory land didn't want to come back. But I heard a voice say, go back go back, go back to the earth, you can't come yet, your work on earth's not done, and I came back down and slipped inside my body like a man would slip insi- his foot inside of his boot in the morning time, and then when I did, I realized that mama was there in the room holding my hand in her hand and, and stooped over me, and she said, uh, and I said, mama, I'm not going to die now, she thought, I mean, I'm not going to die now this minute, I mean, I'm not going to die now, I'm going to live and do the work of God but mama said see i just recited my side of it mama said "Sunday's another side to that story let me tell you you will appreciate this she said you see pat my youngest brother come running back to the kitchen crying out mama mama granny granny come ken's dying and so said we rushed out of the kitchen and up the hall and into the dining room and then into this bedroom you see now she said, I was closer to the hall door than, than mama, her mama, my grandmother, we always called her granny. And so she said, I I went up this hall, turned into this door into the dining room, then another door immediately went into my bedroom. Now, these doors were open, you see. The door shutter was was laying back against the wall, just the opening there. And so she said, I ran up there to the door that went into your room. You see, there wasn't anything there. The door swung wide open, just an opening there, just like where that tent rolled up there. And I run up there and run up against something and just bounced off of it. That whole room was full of the glory. Just bounced off of it like you bounced off of a rubber ball, and said, "I realized that there was a presence in that room, and I backed back." In reference to that presence, I didn't know what was going on in there. She said, "You said you came back down a few minutes. It was ten minutes before we could get in the room. Ten minutes," she said. She said, "Granny, your granny, or your mo- my mother. You see, her mother said she ran up there." And she did the same thing, just bounced back, just like you'd bounced off of her. We could not see into the room. We could not see your bed. We could not see your body. The whole room was full of something. To us, it didn't look like it did to me. To me, it was bright. To them, it was just they just couldn't see through it, like a cloud. It wasn't bright and shining like it was to me. It was just like a cloud filled the room, like a dense fog and so she said your your, your granny ran three times just back back a, halfway across the dining room and ran up there and just bounced back like she'd hit a rubber ball she got all the way across the dining room to the wall on the other side and ran and just bounced back off of it and it was 10 minutes she said, whatever it was, it's so powerful that uh, at that, uh, the that third time, that, that, that Granny, uh, Mama, she called her, her mother, and I just hung on to the door facing to keep them falling. You see here when it was manifested again and again, they fell. You see that here in the Bible, didn't it? You? you see that in the New Testament. You see that there on the Mount of Transfiguration when that glory came down there. And if you read the account over there, which I didn't read it in another one of the gospels there, well I read it in Matthew's gospel, I should have read it in Luke's possibly, but it said that they, Peter and James and John, entered into that cloud. It enveloped them. That was the glory of the Lord. Now then that was my first experience. Then I was healed because I believed God began to preach as a Southern Baptist. Not a wild-eyed Pentecostal, but a Southern Baptist. I don't mean that wrong now, but I just, because some people think if folks are Pentecostal, well, they're emotional and far-fetched. I wasn't Pentecostal. And Pentecostal people as a whole are not emotional and far-fetched. as are these people that are emotional in every church. Are oh, you listening to me? but i was a southern baptist pastor and preaching the gospel in the year of 1936 now i was not baptized the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues till 1937 but i was preaching sunday night in my baptist church reading really as a community church on the subject what is your life eating vapor and appear for a little time and then vanishes away and right in the middle of my sermon while i was a preaching i saw that same glory that i saw when i left my body and went up to heaven I saw it come rolling in like a cloud. You notice that expression all through here, cloud, smoke. Looked like smoke sometimes. It was the glory of the Lord, it said. It come rolling in from the back. And just engulfed that whole crowd. I couldn't see a person out there. I was engulfed in that crowd. I, I, I heard myself preach, but I you know, heard the sound of my voice. Didn't distinguish the word. Don't know one word is said in the last half of my sermon. That was a manifestation of his presence. That was the glory of God. That was an invasion from another world. Praise God. The glory world. And so I said to some of them after the last half of my sermon, was it all right? Yeah. Well, I said that, you know, because I didn't know what it said, didn't know one word it said. Didn't know whether it matched up with the rest of the sermon or whether they started preaching something else. See, God didn't know one word it said. I was, I was in that cloud. They said, oh, yes, yes, it just fit in perfectly. Finally, I said, was there any difference in the last time from a sermon than the first time? Well, he said, what do you mean? Well, I said, could you detect any difference? Well, the only thing is, he said, it didn't look like you. Your face shone like an angel's. It didn't look like you. And well, the glory was on me. Praise God forevermore.
0: Welcome to Rayma for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits, the next item is the three CD set by Kenneth E. Hagan, A Fresh Anointing. Also in the package is the CD from Kenneth W. Hagan's teaching, Walking with God. Next is the three CD set from Lynette Hagan, titled, If I Can, You Can. You get all this for the price of $45. But that's not all. If you order this package, we will give you a free mini-book called How to Walk in Love by Kenneth E. Hagin. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org.
1: We are enrolling for the fall That's semester right. of Remember, Rama Bible 20 College. 20, you know, just go to rbtc.org and you can get all the information right there. And you can even apply online right That's there so right. you can fill out an application. That's right.
0: Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.